Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. With us this morning, Larry the Lawyer. Larry Army Jr. from armyandroach.com. Larry, of course, here's the disclaimer, uh, is not acting in an official capacity as your attorney right now. He's just offering his opinion on your legal question. We're hoping uh, that those opinions are correct. uh, Yes, we hope that they are correct. (laughs) I think Um, we're batting about 80%, Greg. you (laughs) You can text your question or you can call with your question this morning. And we are starting with Jim on the Framingham Ford studio line. Hello, Jim. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Well, I have a question about uh, receiving somebody else's mail. Okay. Hmm. It's been going on forever. I went to the post office. I've written on the mail. Does not live at this residence. Yep. And now I've started getting his wife's mail. Okay. Um, now, uh, do you open it and, and uh, read it? That's what nope. I would do. Nope. Uh, okay. Nope. So I don't touch it. How long have you been receiving the mail intended for somebody else and his wife? Few years. Years. The wife just started just started showing up. Yeah. Okay. It's bizarre. Um, and and uh, I brought it to the post office. What's my legal responsibility for this guy's mail? Yeah, what is that? Great question. What is his legal responsibility for this man's mail? Keep it in the box, put the flag up. Uh, that, that's it. Uh, that's pretty much that's, it, man. That's yeah. it. Okay, take so it back. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to try to get it to you the guy. You think people or... remember that that's what the flag is on the side of that <laughs> mailbox? <laughs> Probably not. I never not. knew that for years. Until really? I, cuz I never oh. growing up I never had a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. But then once I got one, I was like, "Why? I never thought about that. Why are those there?" And then I looked it up. I was like, "Oh." What did you guys have like a PO box cuz you were in East Boston or why? No, they you... just they came all the way up to the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, very fancy. I feel like a lot more like rural places or busier routes that have Very fancy over there in Eastie. Yeah, I was in a Triple decker in Orient Heights, kid. <laughs> yeah. I was in the nice section, right behind um, the uh, right so behind the blue line over there. No, no real responsibility there, right? I'll yeah. put the flag okay. up, keep it in the box. All right, it's that's illegal um, to open it, right? You can't cannot open federal it. Federal law, offense right? if you open okay. somebody else's mail up. Um, let's see. Uh, question for Larry. This is a five hundred eight text. My husband has parking tickets from two thousand eight that I don't believe he has acknowledged, but he is worried about having to pay them before he renews his license? Is there a statute of limitations? And if well, so, has it run out? I, so you got to renew your license every two years. Mm-hmm. So if the tickets were 2008, license. yeah. Re- registration, right? I thought a license was like, isn't a license longer than two years? Oh, maybe yeah, it's no like five, like five, isn't is it like five years? Five, five years now. Hey, hey, Larry is a lawyer. Oh, I guess right. that. Yeah, but I don't Danielle's work at the registry. A, a, Listen, yeah. this is why I have my associates here. Everybody during this segment is an amateur lawyer, so right. don't worry don't about worry it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yes, but, but, yeah. I, I, well, even if it's five years, yeah. I mean, yeah. that would have been 2013 that he would have had to renew. Worst yeah. case scenario, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure you're okay. Probably okay on that. Probably a- yep, okay. Probably okay. All right. This is Ron on the Framingham Ford studio line. What's up, Ron? Uh, Ron? Juan. Oh, Juan. 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 Sorry. J-U-A-N. It says Ron on my computer screen. I I sincerely apologize. What's up, Juan? All right. So I was caught up in that uh, water main explosion back in 
August last year. Where? And where? Uh, in Worcester. Okay. In, in Worcester, I made the news and everything. Oh, okay. Five seconds. Okay. Same. Yeah. And um, so my legal question is: I've uh, submitted a claim to the city, um, and I'm just waiting. I was wondering if there's another way to go about this. So your vehicle was? I'm assuming your vehicle was destroyed. Yeah, completely waterlogged. I had to get rid of it. Okay. And so you submitted a claim to the city and you haven't heard back. What's his recourse there, Larry? So, Juan, did you put a claim in through your personal insurance carrier? I already went through the insurance um, and they don't cover me. Um, they didn't cover me at all. Wow. Because I had basic insurance. Oh. They said pretty much you're on your own. You didn't have a, you didn't have the exploding water main coverage that everybody should get. <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest with you, usually no, that that basic covers compulsory coverage covers when you're at fault. Yeah. Um, in this particular instance, you're not at fault. The city is. I'm surprised they're not covering and then going after the city for you. You should really take a look at your policy. So go back to the insurance company. Yeah. Having yeah. said that, if that's not going to work for you, uh, you know what I've told what I tell everybody is: you writing a letter to the city of Worcester, putting in a claim versus a lawyer writing a letter is a different. It's a different situation. Yeah. They don't want to have another open case. Nobody wants to do that. So you know, if you're not getting where you need to get to, you may want to think about having somebody write a letter on your behalf and see if that gets you anywhere. Okay. If not, uh, by the way, Greg, he can always file a lawsuit against the city. Here's a 617 text. Besides a prenup, how can you protect yourself before marriage, house, money in the bank, and a business? So a prenup is obviously the best uh, way to do it. But about, I don't know, four or five years ago, Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court came down and talked about certain irrevocable trusts. So if you have property that's in an irrevocable trust, meaning that you cannot change who the property goes to, and uh, certain situations where you're a beneficiary of that trust, the entire trust can be outside of the marital estate as well. So should he put, why doesn't he want to do, a, or he or she, why don't they want to do a prenup? Well, that's uh, tough to ask. I mean, look, a lot of people him. feel awkward asking their oh, yeah. soon-to-be spouse for a prenup. Yeah. So I mean, just to, put it in an irrevocable trust, the business, uh, that's, whatever that's it is? certainly one option. I, okay. Look, I mean, before you get married, you know, it's good that you're thinking this way. You don't want to think about having a failure. It's that old hope for the best, plan yeah. for the worst situation. Yeah. You sh- if you have any substantial assets, you should talk to an attorney and figure out what all of your options are prior to the marriage. Before you get married, don't. <laughs> uh, this is Sharon on the Framingham Ford studio line. Hi, Sharon. Hi, how you doing? What's going on? Okay, so my husband was issued a subpoena a couple of months ago. And the day that he was supposed to go, he was called the night before and said, no, it's rescheduled for next week. Then the next week comes. He got a phone call from his attorney. It says, oh, no, they reschedule it. They rescheduled it. They'll let us know. So at what point I wanted to know, and my attorney didn't know, is what, at what point do they need to reissue a written subpoena with a new date? Or do they just keep calling on a whim and say, hey, now it's next week? I mean, it sounds really more like what's going on here is a little bit of professional courtesy between attorneys. You know, if you if you send out a subpoena and you miss your day, you know, you should technically send out a new subpoena with a new date. But, uh, you know, it's it's normal in Massachusetts and other states for attorneys to get together and move dates without going through the process of re-subpoenaing. And, th- and that can go on forever? Well, or? well, not forever. It can go on until the discovery phase of a case closes. You know, I don't know if your case is in Superior Court or District Court. There's usually a discovery order or some okay. type of scheduling order that you get, which tells you when these deadlines are. But typically, discovery has to be done prior to the trial, and, and typically, it's months prior to the trial. Here's a text five six one text on my way to court. 
to fight for visitation with my son? Is there anything I definitely should or should not say or do that? The, this list might, is so long, Greg. That might, that might influence it. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, listen, there are so many things that you should say and you should do, but the list of things you shouldn't say and you shouldn't do are equally as long. You know, and, and to be honest with you, without getting any kind of information about the facts about why you're not seeing your child, it's difficult to help with this particular question. Yeah. I will tell you, everybody out there, if you're going to court for custody or visitation of a child, that is the one area that you should absolutely, no matter what, have an attorney. Uh-huh. I mean, you're talking about your children and, yeah. and your relationship with your children. To go in there on the morning of court, which is going to start up in another 15 minutes, and not know what you should and shouldn't say mm. is literally a recipe for disaster and failure. It yeah. is. Yeah. It you, is. Should have, you should have an attorney. It's worth it the is. money, right? Yeah. Well, you can't. I, mean, you I can't. don't know, Greg. What else do you spend your money on other than your kids? Right. Yeah, right. You yeah, but I mean? but so. the hard part about it is that's why you need to make sure you have a lawyer because your emotion it, will set you will through the roof yeah. because yeah. of what the other lawyer says. Yeah. Can, so can this guy now hearing this, can he go to court and say, can I get a delay or some kind of stay I mean, he, or something he like certainly that? So, go in and so say, hey, I, you know what? I realized that I need a lawyer and I didn't realize this before. Can you give me a, a week or two to get okay. a new date? And, you know, look, courts are accommodating, especially for what's called a pro se litigant. Litigant, somebody that's in court that doesn't have an attorney. They're pro se. So, you know, courts are pretty accommodating with that, depending on how far along you are. Uh, question for Larry, 617 text. Is there any way for a parent to set something up where your kids will not have to pay taxes on their inheritance or property that you're going to leave for them? So it depends on what your value of your estate is. There's there's a whole bunch of ways that you can minimize taxes, whether you take it outside of the probate estate, um, life insurance. There's a whole bunch of vehicles that you can purchase or that you can put together to avoid taxes. With regard to what else one might spend their money on, a 978 texter says Greg spends his money on ugly sports coats. Uh, Excuse me, that sport coat is very attractive. I got a lot of compliments on that. A lot of people were buzzing about it at the Greg Hill Foundation Days event at the UMass Club, especially with the pocket square. I I just got asked by Mr. Sid himself to do a modeling campaign for them uh, in in that sport coat. Oh, are they opening a big and tall section? (laughs) (laughs) What what costs more, uh, 20 billable hours at Larry's office or that pocket square? (laughs) Well, I didn't know how much it was. Uh, can I just give some advice? Uh, before buying a sport coat, yeah. uh, before inquire, they tailor it. Uh, before they tailor it, inquire about the price. Look at the tag. Oh, there's uh, as, no tags as, at Mr. Sims, and then, are there? And, and then if if there's a chance that somebody might know who you are mm-hmm. uh, because you, you have a radio show, sure. you can't walk out after looking no. at the price because no. then, then they say you're cheap or frugal. <laughs> So or then smart. To, then you have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. Joe. Oh, uh, one of LB's favorite uh, callers, Joe, the miserable sports fan, is on the uh, on the uh, Framingham Ford studio line during Ask an Attorney. Hello, Joe. Hey, go Beast Kid. What's up, Joe? Hey, if uh, somebody had a settlement and a divorce and there was going to be a cash payout and that wasn't paid when they said they were going to, is the only recourse to just go back? If someone's trying to be like a complete jerk and hold off on the money, yeah. But the good news is, is that the the good news is you can file what's called a contempt. Much much easier, much more efficient. You'll be in court within sixty days, and if it's a clear and unequivocally clear court order, 
that they're willfully disobeying by not paying you, then they're going to end up paying your attorney's fees typically, and they're going to end up paying that amount. Judges with contempts have the ability to put somebody in jail if they don't do things like this, like pay money over and over again. happens every week. You'll see somebody get carted off from probate court in their cuffs. Can, can oh, I Larry, are you sick too? I, everybody on everybody on this show is sick. Danielle, cold cough drops that oh, she has. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so, but, yeah. Go ahead. Why wouldn't the bonehead lawyer have like seen that through? By the way. Yeah. Or is it out of their hands? So, a, I don't know why you're calling the lawyer a bonehead. That's not very nice, especially when you're talking to a lawyer who's trying to give you some free advice. But we'll let that slide. And let me say this. Once the agreement is drafted, seems to me the lawyer did a good job because it's clear to you that you're supposed to or somebody's supposed to get money that they didn't get. You know, people forget this, especially in a divorce situation. Lawyers aren't the ones that made you marry the fool that you're divorcing. <laughs> that was your personal choice. Now, what did you expect? You divorced this person because you don't get along or he or she didn't do what you wanted him to do. And now you're surprised that they're not paying you the money that your lawyer skillfully and artfully drafted a document for you to get. Not your lawyer's fault. Look in the mirror. Choose a better spouse. Bring her in on contempt. You'll get your money. Use a lawyer. Uh, 978 text. My son is a freshman in college. And has just been placed on probation. Oh, gosh. Now i got to back this text machine up myself because oh, the text messages are coming in so fast and furious. Um, he was put on probation. He was non-compliant in regard to a routine fire drill. Mm. He wears hearing aids and was in the shower at the time. And that's a place that you can't wear hearing aids. Uh, his response time was slow because of this. And now he's been... Uh, labeled a student not in good standing. He has to pay a $100 fine. Uh, is there anything that I can do about this with the college? These are the ones you wish they called, don't you? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Because you know, I mean, anybody in this room think that this kid that has a disability and hearing loss got written up and fined because he didn't hear a fire alarm. What, 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 what are you saying? Are you not buying I am not buying You're not this. buying Not even a little not, bit, because this falls under, wait, this so, doesn't make any sense at is, all. You're so skeptical when these people call. Oh, with it. Is what it is really it, skeptical, what, or is, is it, it just use your brain? Uh, I mean, Because this, right, this yeah. is the problem with the world, Greg. Yes, people forget to think. <laughs> your kid had issues there before. He slept through multiple fire <laughs> drills for them to get this mad and give him a written warning because he was showering up without his hearing aids in. Okay. First of all, you okay. cannot discriminate against, against somebody for a physical disability like not being able to hear. Right. So right. I would imagine that it, it and the school's aware of this. Yeah. The Americans with Disability Acts comes right. in here. So, I mean, you, you just got to think about this, Greg. Yeah. There's something else going on. A hundred percent. Okay. Um... Let's see. Here's a 978 text. I like Larry. Where is his office and does he handle divorces? There's somebody who's getting divorced. Yes, we do. Worcester yeah. and Boston, Greg. Worc Worcester and Boston. We cover the entire state. Okay. Armyandroach.com. And do you prefer to represent men or women? I, I prefer to represent the person that is right. <laughs> hmm. Which is, by the way, 99% of the time, my client, Greg. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Your client yeah. is yeah. always right. <laughs> <laughs> my clients are always right. Starts by hiring the best lawyer they can. Hey, by um, the way, do you want a lawyer that doesn't think he's the best? No, yeah, of course, of course right? you do. Right. Of course it's you not want me being cocky or arrogant, yeah. people. It's that confidence that comes with 22 years of doing this. Uh, let's see. My cousin um, Vinny. <laughs> Utes. Um, here's a text. Can Massachusetts cops ticket you 
for an expired New Hampshire inspection sticker. This recently happened to me. Yes. They, they can do that. They can. Okay, oh, it's they not can. their jurisdiction. You're going to try to slide on that one because you're in another state. Get your car inspected. I mean, your car is in Massachusetts. Right. It's so not inspected. Massachusetts okay. has a rule that you have to have an inspected car. So there's no technicality here. And by the way, uh, do you know that meter maids, are you even allowed to say that anymore? No, no, no. no, no they're, they're meter they're people. Traffic they're, parking they're regulation attendants. Okay, well, those people. Yeah. You know those people can give you a ticket for an inspection sticker? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're not, it, it really shouldn't be that way because it's not, it's a moving violation. You're not moving your your car's just parked there I'm with it's you. just a, it's a money grab everything it's a money grab this segment is a money, money grab. grab hello brian <laughs> hey good morning hillman morning show what's up brian what's up buddy what's up hey so i made a big mistake last year march i, I was divorced i had a three-bedroom ranch it was open i invited a quote-unquote friend to come stay with me and all i asked him to do was pay the electric bill yep so for, for the first few months, everything was fine. He paid the electric bill. Um, midsummer, I'm like, hey, you know, he took over my whole house. I'd like to get some money from him. So I asked him for some money, and he ignored me. Long story short, uh, come January 1st, you know, a few months ago, I said, look, I want 100 bucks a week. He agreed to that, and um, everything was fine. Then I was just looking at the details. I'm like, hey, this isn't enough. You have my whole house. I want more money. He says, I'm not going to give you any more money. And I said, all right, well, then you got to go. He wanted a court order to leave, so I gave him a court order. Long story short, I did get him out, but he didn't pay the electric bill for the last three months. With that being, um, with that being our agreement, do I have a small claims court case? Yeah, but I'll tell you this. You need to pay the bill. I assume the electric bill's in your name. It is in my name. Yeah, I mean, I would pay the bill and then file a small claims action against him in the county where the land live, where the land lies. All right, perfect. All right. Perfect. All right. You guys rock. Thank you so much. Anytime, Thank you. buddy. Thank you. Here's a text that says, I like Larry. Can I take him out? I'm a 29-year-old smoke. Oh. oh. I am happily involved with somebody, but oh. I appreciate the oh. offer. <laughs> oh, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> You're a project. <laughs> I'll put a suit on for you. Do some lawyer talk while we're having a steak. And by the way, I vote for him. You know, I'll give you a couple lines. You'll uh, you better you better get that tape get that thing taken out. It's been a few uh, months since you've worn it there. Can you say quid pro quo? Quid pro quo. All right, now, so three Larry, times fast for all the ladies that are texting in. Larry, the lawyer, not available. Uh, no, but I will say this: yes. I appreciate all those comments on your Instagram. Yes. They're hanging up over my bed. Oh, you got those uh, hanging up? Yes, yeah. I'm thinking yes. about myself with a mustache. Oh. oh, well, I guess that's better than the live, laugh, love sign uh, that's going to be there in about a year. <laughs> Always kiss me goodnight. Oh, no, you're going to have one of those loving home pillows, throw pillows on the home sweet home, throw pillows on the bed sooner than later. All right. Are you, uh, do you have to be in court or can you hang for a little Uh, bit? Court can wait. Okay. All right. Court can wait. Uh, Larry, the lawyer is here. This is Ask an Attorney, and we will be right back to answer your questions. Larry, the lawyer is here, and it is our. Ask an attorney segment. You can text or you can call with your question. We're about to get to a heartbreaking text um, oh boy. From, from some grandparents. Oh, no. oh. Actually, Danielle, if you could, could you print that one out for me before it goes away? Um, but first, a lot of questions today, Larry, the lawyer, about the Jesse Smollett case. And I'm wondering, as an attorney, 
if you feel like justice was or was not served when it comes to this former Empire actor and what happened in Chicago? So, uh, you know, that's a loaded question. Yes. And I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah. But the reality is, is this is, if you don't have a record and this is the kind of situation that you're in, most of the time deals get worked out and things go away for a first offense. So I, I don't disagree with the prosecutor on that fact. And look, he did pay a $10,000 fine. Having said that, I personally, as an attorney, don't believe that that the, that the punishment fits the crime in this particular case. And, then, and you know, when I say crime, obviously there is no crime now because they've dismissed it. But I think when you go out and you use race, and I don't care what color you are or who you are, if you're white, black, purple, or green, and you use race to try to incite people and the emotions of people the way that he did, I think that contributes to racism no matter which color it is, yeah. and I think that racism, period, is not a good thing. Yeah. So, so uh, I, 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 don't, I think you get off very light. Yeah. Um, so, I, but, but I guess that's an interesting point. They kept his $10,000 bond. Correct. Which indicates, even despite what he says, I think a lot of people are bothered that he it, held that press conference. It's a deal. I mean, that was a he, deal. That wasn't it, a vindication. Uh, he, he held that press conference yesterday and said he's innocent. And it's, I mean, I think that's what people are. Well, if uh, he's object. innocent, why did it cost him ten grand? Correct, right? Yeah. Boom. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, question about... A swing set. 978 text. I love this segment. It says, Larry, if I am selling my home with a swing set out back that isn't in the best shape. Now, let me just say this as a parent for for decades. uh, A swing set in the backyard is only in good shape for about the first six months that you have it there. (laughs) They are never in good shape. And they, uh, they deteriorate rapidly out there. I think so. You have to buy a new one. I think that's their plan. What do they Especially, call that? Those old, planned, uh, planned obsolescence? Yes. Yeah. Remember uh, those old, uh, the iron ones that we yes. used to get? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The rusty. Yeah. I mean, the rusty iron. Rusted out after your first Dangerous. winter. Um, however, uh, the new owners have kids, and if they hurt themselves using it after they've moved in and we've moved out, could we be at fault? So the good news is, no, you okay. cannot be at fault. Okay. When you record a deed, you convey all right, title, and interest in that property, and even the purchase and sales agreement is extinguished once you record that deed. So the things that you get are the right to use the property, the right to have you know ownership of the property, the kinds of things that you get when you record the deed. And that swing set is no longer your swing set the minute that deed is recorded. It's the owner's swing set. So if the kids get hurt, I guess they could sue their parents. Yeah. But they're certainly not going to be able to sue you. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. Good Good, good information. News. All right. This is kind of a sad one. <clears throat> My husband and I have been raising our seven-year-old grandson pretty much since birth. His mother, my daughter, is still in the picture and lives nearby. However, we have an agreement that until she moves into a larger apartment, he can live with us. Now, she is considering moving to Florida to be closer to her father's side of the family. Do I have any rights under the law to prevent her from moving or at least taking my grandson with her. How long have they had the grandson, did it say? Uh, pretty much seven, since birth for seven years, it says. So, so there's a couple things. First and foremost, grandparents in Massachusetts have grandparent rights to visitation of a child. So if you prove that you have had a consistent, loving relationship and it's in the best interest of the child to continue that relationship, grandparents can actually go into court and apply for visitation schedules. The second thing, Greg, is that if you believe that you're in the best interest of that child and the mom or the dad is not capable of caring for the child, you can file a guardianship petition. 
have that go from a temporary to a permanent. You can do that even over the even over the objection of the parent, mm-hmm. although the standard is difficult to to reach. Yeah. Um, does the court prefer that the child is with the parents over the grandparents? Yeah, the- I mean, it's it's a constitutional thing as well, Greg. I mean, you know, you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, of which, you know, having your own children is yeah. part of that, if you ask yeah. me. Um, but again, it's a balancing, it's a litmus test of, of the best interests of that child. You know, why? I mean, look, if you abandon a kid from zero to seven, that kid's bonded with the grandparents. That kid thinks that the grandparents are, are the parents. You know, the third thing I will tell you, and it's, you know, it's not used nearly as much, but it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting way to look at this particular case. Massachusetts a while back had this line of cases that came down in the Supreme Judicial Court that talked about a de facto parent. You know, so they have this status in Massachusetts now that you can be a de facto parent versus a real parent, which basically is this situation. When you have a child that you've raised as your own for an extended period of time like this, it's really not fair to have that child ripped away from you the way that this seems to be going so there's three potential options for these people uh, they definitely want to speak to an attorney and get ahead of this versus trying to make a deal with this woman because if they don't have any kind of legal rights to this child and she grabs the child and flies off to florida yes. game over now the fact with <clears throat> with the fact that danielle calls me daddy indicate that i am her de facto parent uh, you know there's so much i, I could say to... here. That's, 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 nah. uh, this is good thing lb's is, asleep in the corner <laughs> This is, this is I, Jamie. I was just going to say, it makes yeah. it even that much more weird that he wants to have sex, sex with his daughter. Uh, uh, hello, Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Hey, hey, good morning, guys. Hey, so uh, I've been getting my uh, taxes done by this accounting firm in New Hampshire uh, for uh, you know the last five years, and everything was going well, I thought, and then uh, I got this, this tax bill last the end of last year. Uh, for the state from the state of Massachusetts, saying that I had owed them thirteen hundred dollars when you know I've been uh, getting a tax return every year. So uh, after looking into it, you know, uh, the state of Massachusetts basically they word for word told me your accountant needs to read the book, um, and <laughs> you know they were they were basically making clerical errors that you know led to me you know accruing like four hundred dollars in interest and penalties, yeah. and uh, you know and having the tax debt. So I was just wondering, I reached out to the accountant. They uh, basically told me to, you know, go, go uh, you know, go to, go to hell, basically. Yeah. So uh, is there anything I could do? I mean, as far as, I mean, I was paying $300 an hour for an, you know, for an accounting service. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have no problem paying the tax bill. Clearly, it's, you know, it's just an error that led to me owing it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anything anything well, Jamie can do with regard to the accountants? Yeah, so the first thing, Jamie, make sure you pay the taxes, penalties, and interest immediately so you stop the penalties and interest from accruing. The second thing I would do is I would file a small claims action against your accountant. If they're a New Hampshire firm, you may have the right to file in uh, Massachusetts. You certainly have the right to file in New Hampshire. Uh, I, I think that you're probably not going to be successful in that lawsuit to get the $1,300 in taxes because if you owed the taxes and they did it right, you would have paid the taxes when you owed them. Mm-hmm. What I do think you may have a cause for is the interest and penalties. You have to decide is is spending a $50 fee, spending a half hour to do the court documents, and then spending an hour or two down in the small claims worth $400 to you? Yeah. That's only a question you can answer. I recently had, this is a 774 text for Ask an Attorney, I recently had a severe slip and fall at my wife's grandmother's house. I will be out of work a minimum of three months due to injury, which required re- required surgery. Uh, if I were to go through her grandmother's homeowner's insurance, how bad would that affect her grandmother? 
I don't want to hurt her in any way, but the next three months will be tough on my family financially. So I, I would definitely go after her homeowner's insurance. You would. Uh, I mean, that's why we pay for insurance. The coverage is there. She paid for the coverage. You know, having said that, Greg, you know, the bad thing about insurance in this country is that it's one of those exempt businesses where you just don't see them go out of business. And, and the reason is they're going to pay the claim. Then they're probably going to cancel her policy in the next minute. The good news is in Massachusetts, there's always another insurance company. And yeah. if, if there isn't, the state has a fund where they'll insure properties with people that are otherwise not insurable. So he should do it even though it's his wife's grandmother. Yeah, I mean. He should basically go after this older woman. Who's his grandma? Really, Larry? It's his grandmother. It's his wife's grandmother. Larry Sue's grandmother. Larry Sue's great-great-great-grandmother. He doesn't care. Listen, if it's a known defect and Grammy should have fixed it, and this poor guy got hurt, I mean, what are you going to do? You're right. It's a known defect. Right? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I love a grandmother just as much as the next guy. You're right. But that's why why you buy insurance, right? That's why you buy insurance. By the way, the right grandma, the kind that you're talking about, is going to say, oh, Sonny, you go and do what you need to do. Don't you worry about grandma. She'll be all right. Am I wrong? Uh, That's true. Grandma spoil you. Uh, I graduated, here's a 978 text, I graduated from college in December of 2015 with a bachelor's degree. My school just announced, or announced a year later, uh, sorry, my school announced a year before I graduated that they were closing. Can I get my $55,000 loans forgiven, or am I stuck paying them still? You know what I love? They got the degree. Like, you went through four years of school, you walk out uh-huh. with a college degree, and now you want, because the school failed, you want to get your money back. <laughs> wait, wait. Like, that's already, what we're talking about, they right? They got their diploma? Or did yes. they yeah, graduated in 2015? Yeah, with a bachelor's well, done, degree. Then. Yeah. Well, they're done Obviously, they didn't, learn a, they didn't learn a thing from no. this school. Like, the, you know, Greg, most um, of your listeners are awesome, but every that? once a show, we have these people that are just trying to get something for nothing. Um, yeah. Like well, listen, this, listen, the Yelp of law firms. Listen to this one. I am a contractor for a company that is going to be sold for a large sum of money in the next few months. Is there any way that I can go about proving that my work has led to the success of this sale and get me a portion of that sale price? Zero. And by the way, I would be willing to bet that your work did contribute to these people getting this big sales price, but I would also venture to guess that they paid you every week, that you negotiated a salary, you took that money, and by the way, Greg, start your own damn company if you want to get bought out. By the way, several texters pointing out that uh, when Larry said, I love a grandma as much as the next guy. Uh-oh. That's not accurate. If, if, you're, if, if the yep. next, if the next is. guy is shoe, I realize once we started the next, talking, there's if the next guy is my yep. shoe. Yep, there's always that a hole. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was going somewhere totally. So different. just because, uh, let me just be clear on this. Uh, just because you work at a place uh, that eventually ends up selling for money, you're not entitled as a worker well, to be given I mean, a, a portion of, the, of that money. Unless yeah. it's uh, unless you're AOC. Unless you're the and, number one radio uh, host <laughs> in the Boston market, right? I mean, well, that's a different story. Uh, don't say, number one in the building. Uh, oh, I mean, okay. I, you know, I just go by the weekly ratings. But, yeah, but are there I mean, any I, other stations in this town uh, other than the 18 uh, in this building? Well, there's like, uh, you know, we have like nine stations, and I'm only talking about adults. Uh, twenty five fifty four. Well, I'm talking about I, you know, my number one in the belief. number one in the building. Oh, how about there's just one week. That's I mean, just I don't, one week. Greg, I don't judge you're a of, hack. I don't judge. How are you even I still just, in this city? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is John. Hello, John. Yes, hello. What's up, John? Yeah, I was giving a call. I bought a flip house, 
and the, there's a car in the garage. It's, yep. It went through the foreclosure process, everything. Yeah. And the car is from 2003, but the woman that it's registered to has been dead for years. Okay. And the husband did go through the proper probate court, I guess, or whatever. So right down to the DMV, it's like they're telling me that I have to either junk the car or I have to be a um, a dealership or a tow company in order to use the abandonment um Okay. Thing, so I, I can get it uh, possession of this car. So you bought the house to flip. You're a flipper, and there's a car sitting in there. Is there a way that he can? Basically, I mean, two options. Option number one, you you take it down to the salvage yard and you get your steel value. Option number two, you get it towed out. What that what they're talking about at the registry, and this is pretty interesting, Greg. Co- tow companies have a statute in Massachusetts that basically says if you fail to pay your tow bill and it hits a certain number, they have the right to apply to the registry of motor vehicles to get the title to your car. Okay. So they actually, if you don't pay your tow, yeah. no matter what you have, like say you're in the airport, they tow your Porsche, it's there for a year, yeah. tow company goes to the registry, they could actually claim ownership of that car to pay huh. the bill. Okay. But this is sitting in the flip house that he Yeah. Has. So, I mean, bring it down to the salvage yeah. yard, get your steel value, and call okay. it a day. Uh, 508 text. My phone was stolen in Boston on Saturday. I was very intoxicated getting an Uber outside a bar. And in that state, these guys convinced me to allow them to use my phone, and then they took it and sent themselves $1,000 via Venmo and used Uber rides on my phone. Since I technically let them use my phone, do I have a case? Well, (laughs) (laughs) wow. This yeah. is a, I mean, that really sums it up right uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to handle this one? Um, <laughs> I mean... So you let somebody use your phone doesn't mean they can Venmo themselves a grand. Look, that, there's two issues here. Yeah. Certainly, they don't have the right to steal your money. No. no. Yes. But uh, <laughs> but can you prove it? It's duress, I, isn't it? I, I was drunk, Larry. It's intoxication. And it's actually <laughs> not typically a defense in Massachusetts. What? In- intoxication is not a defense? I mean, you can use it, but you have to be so whacked out that, like, it's... <laughs> You're on Mars. Like, yeah. seriously. You've like, got to be... Um, you can't lit. just... Hey, you have to be Liddy AF, as we discussed earlier. Turnt. Or turnt. <laughs> you have to be turnt or Liddy. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, interesting question here. 508 text about Mr. Kraft. Larry, I am curious as to why Mr. Kraft didn't take the deal that the district attorney offered him. If you don't know the news today... Um, uh, Mr. Kraft has pled not guilty and asked for a jury trial. He didn't and, take the deal, uh, Greg, because he thinks he's innocent and he wants to prove his innocence. And does he, uh, you know, I've heard a theory that, uh, you know, they were trying to make this case about sex trafficking, and yet they conducted video surveillance for an extended period of time. So I've heard that some attorneys believe that if you go to court, and you say, how concerned about the sex trafficking right. were you yeah. if you let these sexually trafficked women continue to work for months while eight you months. conducted this surveillance? What Was it that long? Was I it think eight? it was eight months, um, if I remember so correctly. I mean, there's that, a lot of that, issues, that, to be honest so with you. Does, does somebody like, does, does he believe, does Mr. Kraft believe that he will get a better, uh, I was going to say shake, uh, but that that might not be the best choice of uh, take it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that he believes he'll get a a, a better verdict from a jury I, I, of listen, jury of I his think peers he believes that, he's going to get a not guilty. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, yeah. chances are he's going to get a you not think guilty. So? Yeah, you I think he's think going so. to get off? 
I do think he's going to drop. I think. Oh, Jesus! That's why you're good. Watch, watch, watch. I don't think he is. You don't think so? I do. Just. By the way, the rest of the country hates the New England Patriots. Doesn't, doesn't even matter, matter because there was really? mistakes made. I think that listen, as a lawyer, I have a couple problems. The first is what you just talked about, and you know the, the the video surveillance, the reason it was there, the length of time. But the other issue I have with is when they stopped all these cars going out, they certainly have the right to take the license of the driver, although they weren't committing any infractions. Yeah. But then to grab the license of the passenger is, is pretty unusual. Yeah. I'm not saying that police don't have the right to do that. There are occasions they do, but I'm not sure this is one of them. So yeah. I, I do think there's some legal issues. If he gets, if he has any legs with these legal issues, they're not going to have any any evidence. Because yeah. you know the girls aren't going to testify. Well, what about the video? I mean, if they get the video out, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's the uh, point. If they can have it's the a, video thrown out. Yeah, so the way this it. works is you file, his attorneys are going to file what's called a motion to suppress, which means you want to take that piece of evidence and not have it come into your trial. There was either illegally obtained, wasn't uh, followed the rules. <laughs> Of, of whatever the rules are down there to bring yeah. it in. Yeah. They lose the video. They lose the case. You know, and, and keep in mind, when you take a deal, you have to plead that you did the things that they're telling you they did. Yeah. Which I, I don't, I mean, look, why would he take that chance? He's got all the money in the world. He can get, a texter can get the says, best lawyers in the world. A I texter mean, says, no offense, Larry, but he has the money to get the best lawyers in the world. I don't do criminal law in Florida. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sure he'd be calling me <laughs> if he knew it was right. What about, the, what about the letter of apology? Like that's, that, uh, that apology statement. Oh, he didn't admit guilt in there. But he said, I got I to gotta apologize to my family and oh, everything. I, so I what's he apologizing for? For the embarrassment. embarrassing his family, sir, yeah. I mean, look, of what? he <laughs> went to the Oasis Orchid <laughs> Salon and got two girls yeah. rubbing him. And uh, yeah. So wasn't that kind of like you're admitting it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there an, is there some hey, sort look, of Look, I mean, you, you could argue that, but I mean, the way they wrote that, I don't see that being an admission that he committed okay. a crime. It's certainly an admission that he did something embarrassing or that he embarrassed his family and his legacy. I know that he's worried about his father's legacy. I read that yesterday, and yeah. that's a part of this as well. And, and look, I mean... Trial's going to be in a probably nine months to a year. Let's see what happens. But smart money says not guilty. Well, I feel like if he is found not guilty, then this story will have a happy ending. So here's the way the happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stop that. Well, I'm putting you on a limit. You think after he wins that, you think Gronk will come back? <laughs> it's kind of like know. Mueller and Avenetti for Trump, that, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um... Let's see. This is Jeremy on the Framingham Ford studio line during Ask an Attorney. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, morning show? What's up? Question for Larry. Um, I work for an electrical contractor. Probably shouldn't say that because he's probably listening. But uh, we do all prevailing wage work, and he forcefully demands we take 25% of our payout every week to put into a 401k. And I want to put 10, but he will not let us. And I want to know if that's legal to do i thought we could uh pick what we wanted to contribute to the 401k but interesting question I don't know. yeah you could pick what you want and you don't even have to contribute to a 401k oh you can't so an employer are you did you say you're a con, are you an employee or are you a con a contract employee i am an employee okay. of the electrical company. and so you're saying that you cannot force somebody to contribute to a 401k no 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 you can't be forced no. to do that jeremy no, oh, yeah, I thought sorry. you were going to tell me he's not paying you prevailing wage. I was yeah, getting yeah. excited. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's a class action. Class action, action baby. Woo! Uh, <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Okay. Good yeah. luck. No, you can't. You hey, can't. by the way, save as much money as you can on that 401k. You're going to need it one day. Here's a text asking what your guess is 
at what Mr. Kraft will pay legal fee wise for his defense in this case, all all told. So if that was if that was you know a regular person down the road, you're probably talking three to five thousand dollars. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet you with him, it's twenty five to fifty. Twenty five to fifty thousand. Yeah. yeah, of course they're going to gouge him. Oh, it's worth it. Absolutely, it's worth they're it. like we know it's, what's going yeah. on. It's worth it though. If he wins, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Rob. Hello, Rob. Hey, good morning, everybody. What's up, Rob? Uh, not much. I've got a question for Larry about uh, my divorce. I was yep. married in 86, filed for divorce in April of 2010, and I was divorced. My absolute uh, date of divorce was May of 2012, which was shortly after the, the uh, new divorce laws changed the uh, end of alimony to retirement age. But my, the, wording, the wording of my divorce decree says the husband shall pay the wife alimony until death of either party or remarriage of the wife. Am I still stuck till death or retirement age? So was it? Did, I don't. I don't remember the exact date that it came out. But was, did your divorce happen after the Alimony Reform Act came into law? Yes, uh, May May of two thousand and twelve. So the, so it's one of those good news, bad news things for you, my friend. The bad news is is that your lawyer put that language in there, and that's a contract, and it's probably going to be that you're going to have to pay alimony until she is uh, remarried, remarried or, 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 yeah, or death. Yeah. But the potential the good, good news is is that your lawyer should have known that that language shouldn't be there when that new statute came out. Um, so should have, should have had the... language that reflected the statute potentially, so you may have a cause of action against your lawyer. All the lawyers are going to be throwing darts at me today in court. Or whatever. <laughs> well, I, I, well, well, I, I did. Let, you still there? Yeah, yeah. I, I did ask my lawyer, you know, after, you know, sometime after that, and he goes, "Well, well, it's a, it's a new uh, laws, and the, all the judges are kind of getting used to Wait, it." What do you he think goes, he's going to say? I made a mistake. Right, right. Come on, bro, no. lawyer. You're talking to a lawyer. We never make mistakes. <laughs> Just ask us. Yeah, uh, but I'm telling you. I mean, look, the law was there, and the law was pretty clear. And I'm not saying that there haven't been cases that have interpreted it since, because there's been a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm not going to say that things are the same that they looked to be back then when the statute came out. But as a lawyer, you are responsible for knowing that the laws change mm-hmm. when they change, and you're responsible for it for drafting things to comply with the law. And especially. So what look, the, so- Especially in the divorce world, everybody thinks that's the easiest thing to do. To be honest with you, it's probably the most complicated thing to do. So you got to be really careful when you're hiring a divorce lawyer because they're dealing with business issues, tax issues, the law that changes on a daily basis, most of which is done by case law versus statute, although the Alimony Reform Act was one of the most significant changes we had. But it really touches everything, Greg. So they have to know everything. So you gotta be very, very, you got to be very clear with your lawyer and who you're hiring with that kind of stuff. Uh, Texter wants to know if you have seen the documentary on HBO, The Inventor, and why Elizabeth Holmes is not in jail. I, so I have not seen you it. You haven't seen it, okay. But now I'm going to be watching it this weekend. All right. All right. You have yeah. to. Next time, next time you come in, we'll talk, about, you, we'll, we'll the talk about The Inventor and why she is not in jail. All right. We got a few last, <laughs> last few questions here for Larry, the lawyer. Uh, 508 text, does a company have to pay time and a half over 40 hours? Yes. They, yes, they Let, do. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you're an hourly employee. Okay, yeah, hourly employee must be. If you're be, an exempt must, employee, no. Okay, exempt employee, but an hourly employee must be paid time and a half over 40 hours. Uh, let's see, this is Robert on the Framingham Ford studio line. What's up, Robert? Hi, good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Hey, I had a question. Um, I worked... Uh, for a contractor that worked for Columbia during, I've, I've been working that Lawrence Andover area for a long time. 
um, during the gas explosions. I can't really divulge exactly which company I'm working for right now, but um, during that time, there was a question about emergency activation and or prevailing wage and all of that that we didn't receive as non-union workers. I don't know about that, but the one that I had the real question on was the Columbus Day. They Columbia paid my company premium time for working a national holiday all day, and we did not get that premium time until it was after 40. Ah, so, you know, honestly, this one sounds like um, this should be a phone call off air. There's a lot going on here, um, and it from from the initial sounds of it, this call. may be something substantial. So call your office. Uh, my office oh. will help. We don't do that stuff, but oh, I certainly have people okay. that do, to, right. do do it. You uh, can reach out to Feinstein us through the internet. And, uh, Feinstein and for Lizzie, uh, would that be uh, something that they would no, do? No, this is, honestly, this is a pretty specialized oh, okay. oh, area. What, what happened to Fur Lizzie? Larry, do you know what happened to Fur Lizzie? He got rich by oh, all okay. of his ass. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> He's on vacation. Permanent vacation. He was on the beach in his Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> Fur Lizzie's on a boat somewhere. <laughs> yes. That's named Class Action Lawsuit. Oh. Yes, yes, on a big yes. uh, humpback whale thing following the boat. <laughs> yeah. Big floaty. He's on, a, he's on a boat that's named Settlement. Uh, all right, Larry, nice to see you. It's my pleasure. Um, of course, um, if you'd like to find Larry, he can be found at his law firm, Army and Roach, here in Boston and in Worcester. And the website is armyandroach.com. And the Twitter is Larry Army, J R E S Q. Uh, and you and you have a blog on Twitter where you offer all kinds of great legal stories. And yeah, and like I said, we try to take uh, some of the questions that the listeners don't typically get to on the yep. air, and we try to focus on one or two of those on a, on a weekly or biweekly basis. All That's right. awesome. Great to see you, pal. Great well, to see you all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.